This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast on Thursday, November the 17th. And we're going to start off today with analysis of the budget. Jeremy Hunt has been detailing the government's financial plans in the Commons. Here are some of the headlines. More people are going to pay the top rate of tax. The threshold on income tax and national insurance will be frozen. Energy firms will pay more on their profits through windfall tax. Meantime, electric vehicle drivers will have to start paying road tax and there'll be more funding for schools and the NHS. The Chancellor said it was a balanced budget as the cost of living crisis continues. With this plan for stability, growth and public services, we will face into the storm. There may be a recession made in Russia, but there is a recovery made in Britain. Well, let's hear now from our political editor, Paul Francis. Well, this was the Grin and Bear It budget in which the Chancellor took rather more than he gave. Now, a lot of the announcements had been heavily trailed, uh, so we knew what was coming. But I think the consensus is that this will uh, do the job of starting to stabilise the economy, uh, but perhaps take longer than people would want it to. Now, one of the most interesting uh, announcements was around the council tax and a plan by the government to ditch the current requirements on councils to um, hold a referendum if they wanted to uh, exceed a notional increase in household bills of 3%. And what the government has announced today is that it is scrapping that need to have a referendum and councils can increase their bills by up to 5% without the need for uh, a vote amongst the public. I think that is going to be an extremely interesting issue to see whether councils who are undoubtedly cash-strapped take the opportunity to raise more money. So there's going to be some tricky judgments for councils to make over the coming weeks as they prepare to set their budgets for next year. Earlier in the week, we told you on the podcast how Kent County Council had written to the Chancellor saying that they could go bankrupt within the next couple of years if they didn't get more financial support. Well, leader of KCC, Roger Goff, has been reacting to today's financial statement from Jeremy Hunt to our colleagues at KMTV. Well, we are at the moment going through our budget process, so um, I'm not going to prejudge that at this stage. Um, We clearly have to look at a whole number of things, including the uh, announcements that we've seen um, in the autumn statement. So uh, uh, clearly we can't make a judgment at this point. We go through a budget process and we set the budget in February. We will be coming out with um, our draft budget and the proposals on that in early January. So uh, uh, I can't prejudge that at this point. We have got now the powers uh, to uh, up council tax more, more more than before. You said you um, were threatening uh, threatening the uh, Jeremy Hunt earlier this week that you could be going bankrupt. This budget is this going to is this going to help Kent County Council? There are a number of elements of it which appear to be helpful, um, and and we will see exactly what they amount to because there's clearly a lot of details still to be established. 
So clearly the council does have uh, the somewhat greater flexibility on council tax. Um, that is, uh, in one sense, a little bit of a poison chalice because clearly um, we are in a severe situation at the moment in terms of the cost of living. And therefore, we have to think very carefully about the uh, council tax demands that we put on residents. And secondly, even under those circumstances, we are still, I think, going to have to make some very difficult decisions about um, spending and services. So uh, there's a there's a difficult balance to be struck there. But clearly there is that little bit more flexibility. The second thing is that we did see in the statement uh, a couple of announcements about funding for adult social care, the deferral of the um, reforms and yet some of the funding at least uh, remaining uh, in place for that, in recognition really of the fact that that sector is under such massive pressure. And that's something that uh, uh, we and other county councils and other, other parts of local government have argued for very, very strongly. Um, there appears also to be some additional social care funding coming in as well. Now, it's hard to establish the full scale of that, uh, but it clearly is a positive. So there are a couple of things in there which appear to be uh, on the favourable side. But this is in the context of a situation where, as we've said many times, we face those pressures from inflation. We face uh, pressures from uh, the demands in children's and adults' uh, social services. Um, and those will those remain. So uh, we are already looking at the moment at a £60 million projected overspend for this year's uh, budget um, and significantly more than that, 100 million or more currently projected for the next year. Now, we're working flat out as to how we address that. We will now have to see how much the measures in the autumn statement help. But there appear to be some positive elements to it. You can also read about the budget and let us know what you think. How will you be affected by the Chancellor's announcements today? You can let us know and leave your views by heading to Kent Online or our socials. Kent Online News. Some other top stories for you today and it's emerged a man from Kings Hill who died during a Disneyland holiday in America had suffered an overdose. Philip Wayborn was rushed to hospital shortly after he'd headed to a bar and his wife was told he'd suffered a cardiac arrest. The 40-year-old was found to have fatal levels of fentanyl in his system. Kent MP Tom Tugendhat has been banned from driving for six months after being caught using a mobile behind the wheel. The Tunbridge and Morling rep has apologised but insisted he was just holding the phone when he was pulled over by police in Wandsworth in April. He was sentenced at Westminster Magistrates Court earlier. The man who oversees policing in Kent has revealed who he'd like to take over as Chief Constable. Crime Commissioner Matthew Scott's preferred candidate is Tim Smith, who's been in temporary charge since early last month. The appointment needs to be confirmed by the Kent and Medway Police and Crime Panel, who meet in December. Now, we've mentioned this on the podcast before, but the major rebuild of an estate in Maidstone could have hit a stumbling block after one resident announced he was refusing to move. Golding Homes are looking to demolish around 100 properties on the Shepway estate and replace them with modern energy efficient homes. It's emerged 10 tenants, though, actually own their properties. And Danny Roberts says he's not prepared to go anywhere. I like to stay here because I get on with my neighbours. We talk to each other, we help each other, and I can't see why they got to chuck me out of my home, what I loved and brought, 
because I thought I was going to retire and be carried out this place in a box. It's so lovely, right? It's quiet and peaceful. Some people around here don't look after places like some of us do. We've got three or four of us who look after our places, get them decorated, cut the grass, pick up the rubbish, feed the fox, feed the birds and the wild cat what comes round. And I love it here. If it comes to a point of me taking it to court, I will. Well, Golding Homes say they've been talking to their customers, including leaseholders, about the regeneration and will continue to consult with and support them at every stage. They've added, at the start of each phase, we'll speak to customers individually about their property and the options open to them. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with car dealerships in Canterbury and Maidstone. It's been flooding in parts of Kent today after more heavy rain overnight. The Environment Agency have issued several alerts and warnings as river levels continue to rise. It's thought to be particularly bad around Tunbridge Wells, Ashford, Edenbridge and Maidstone. Becky Penfold works at Tunbridge Wells Interiors. It flooded overnight for the third time in two weeks and she says her bosses did all they could to try and limit the damage. The road and the entrance of the pantiles was absolutely flooded and it had just come straight into the shop as well. So they were having to pump out a lot of water from the shop. Um, they had come earlier in the night and cleared the drains in the road to try and help, thinking that that might prevent as much flooding, but it didn't. And has this damaged your stock? Uh, only a few of our books were damaged. Luckily, where we've had quite a bit of flooding before here, the same thing does happen. We have raised shelves off the floor to protect as much as we can. And uh, how often does it flood uh, in the Pentiles? Over the last few years, it's only happened maybe three or four times a year. But in the last week and a half, this is the third time it's happened. So we've had three days of having to come in and pump out muddy water from the shop, leaves, dirt, debris. And I guess that means um, that less people are coming in because you're going to have to spend your time pumping out that water, cleaning it up. That's correct. We sort of have almost half the morning where we can't have customers in. We just have to turn them away whilst we're dealing with the cleaning up. Why do you think it's uh, flooding so much? What's the issue? I know some people say it's blocked drains, not enough drains. What do you think? I think our main issue is the water comes down from the common runs down onto the pathway where there's a dropped curb the other side of Framptons and then where obviously we're in the dipped part of the pantiles at the entrance it just builds up there then with the leaves in the drains as well that there, there just isn't enough drainage to then sort out and deal with all of that water and it just builds up. What do you think needs to happen then? Better clearing of the drains, uh, the dropped curb probably needs to be moved over so that you don't have the issue of it coming straight down from the common um, into the entrance to the pantiles uh, and just better clearing, really, I think. And I know you've um, done some mitigation within your store to try and protect your store against the flooding. Um, for example, I know you've yeah. put the plugs up quite high up, haven't you? Yeah, we've got plugs up high. Um, I mean, that's really the main thing we can do is plugs up high and also having the books of our stock raised off the floor so nothing's left on the floor overnight. So we never leave sort of any heaters, any fabric books or wallpaper books on the floor overnight just in case it happens when we're not here. And I guess in the past, uh, have you lost money because of these floods? Yes, we have. Obviously, we lose business when we have to have the shop shut in the mornings. And a few years ago, when the flood was that bad, it was sort of up to the top of the bins outside. We lost a lot of the stock was completely lost. So we had to obviously pay out quite a lot of money on getting all new stock of all of our fabric books. And are you worried in the future? I mean, these floodings could 
force you to move, close down? It might have to if it keeps doing this, because obviously the time it takes us to have to clean up and tidy everything and putting off customers coming down and coming in. Don't forget, you can hear regular updates over on our sister radio station, KMFM, including travel news. You can also see pictures of some of that flooding by heading to the website. A suspect linked to a string of burglaries in Kent has been arrested after police found stolen goods in a BMW. The car was pulled over in Swanley and a 26-year-old man was detained. He was apparently wearing trainers that had been taken during a break-in near Sevenoaks earlier this week. Plans to build houses on the site of an abandoned mill near Canterbury have been dropped. Thruxton Mill in Chartham has been empty for the past 15 years but was previously used for processing cattle infected with BSE or mad cow disease as it was known. Well an application to build there was granted back in 2018 but following a legal challenge the idea has now been withdrawn. A Thanet woman says she's worried she won't be able to pay her rent now that her wife has been diagnosed with breast cancer at the age of just 28. Adele Ahmed has set up a GoFundMe page while her partner Tara goes through chemotherapy. They only went on their honeymoon earlier this year and are now struggling to make ends meet as they wait to find out if they're eligible for financial support. The team behind Kent's largest science and innovation park have announced they're expanding. Discovery Park near Sandwich is celebrating its 10th anniversary by revealing plans to double the number of people employed on its site. I've been speaking to Martino Picardo, who's the chairman of Discovery Park. There's a lot of funky, sexy science going on. And the most important thing in the life science bit is it's about patient benefit. It's about finding new drugs and new treatments in areas that are really important to all of us. As you can see, I'm not a young man. And what's going on around neurosciences and Alzheimer and dementia is of personal interest to me. And we all have family members and friends that have been through the pain of that disease. It is a terrible disease currently with no drug, no drugs, no treatments. And we want to do something about that. And we want to establish a neuroscience centre of excellence in Kent to really consolidate the super exciting science that's going on in that space. But what we don't do well, Nicola, is translate that science into real drugs and outcomes and opportunities. We need to do that better, particularly in the neurospace. And we're going to do something about it. How many jobs over the next decade do you think we're talking about, Martino? Have you got a figure in, in mind? The figure I have in my mind is the one that used to be the total that Pfizer had on the site. So they had as many as 8,000 people on site. And we're currently at three and a half thousand. So we've got a way to go. Uh, we've got targets in mind year on year to grow that three and a half thousand to get closer. My CEO has promised me as chairman 7,000. <laughs> and uh, well, let's see how close he gets. You mentioned there the importance of STEM and and that being taught at school. I know our, our charity team here come down to Discovery Park because they do a brilliant STEM challenge. Do you think enough is being done in schools to inspire youngsters to want to really get engaged with those subjects? And, and if not, what more can be done? Never enough, Nicola. And we all need to do more. And I've, you know, I've written at national level about what the UK Science Park Associations could be doing in taking a leadership role in creating more jobs. And there's a diversity issue as well for all of us in that a lot of the companies we're finding that have female founders are not getting the investment the way that other 
companies with non-female founders. So we've got a few issues, but we are doing, you know, we with Pfizer and Canterbury Christchurch and others have a community lab where we open a lab to STEM students as schools and they come in and they learn about how to do chemistry that's related to drugs. And we want to do more in the digital space. So you'll know that the future for all of us is around data and digital. So we want to make sure the kids get excited. You know, I tell my own family kids, nephews and nieces, get ready, do everything you can to learn about what data can do for, for different different jobs and different environments. And uh, you'll be in a good position. I'm, I'm excited about the opportunities. I know there's a war. I know there's an energy crisis, but the UK is very good at responding to crises. And Kent needs to be at the forefront of that response. Kent Online reports. Plans to build an eight-storey apartment block on the site of an old cinema in Tunbridge Wells have been given the go-ahead. There'll also be a cafe and gym where the ABC used to be on Mount Pleasant Road. Developers will have to contribute more than £200,000 towards community projects as part of the agreement. Elsewhere, a housing association has apologised to a family in Ramsgate who've been left with a hole in their roof for the past nine months. Natasha Tomlinson and lives in a top-floor flat on Manston Road with her two young sons and reported the issue way back in February. She says they're having to blast out their heating to stay warm, but it's still affecting their health. Orbit Housing say repairs will be carried out as soon as possible. One of the UK's biggest wine producers is planning to create a new £70 million base near Canterbury. Chapel Down want to relocate from Tenterden to Bridge in a move that would create almost 2,000 jobs. The company says ramping up production could make the brand even bigger than Moe. Now, if you head onto the website today, you can see a sneak peek inside a former Medway bank that's been turned into a pub. The people behind the popular Dead Pigeon in Rochester have converted the old Barclays in Raynham. They've spent around a quarter of a million pounds on the makeover and the greedy banker is due to open tomorrow. Owner Jamie Clark has been chatting to reporter Nicola Jordan. We've always lived in Raynham. Um, and grew up in Raynham, so that's why we, we chose Raynham. We're hoping to bring in some quality and bring our brand of foods to Raynham. It's been quite popular down in Rochester, and we're looking to bring some unique beers that people, or new unique drinks that people haven't tried elsewhere. It's very different from Rochester, isn't it? Where you've got your micro pub, obviously very successful, the Dead Pigeon. Um, how different is this? Uh, yeah, it's a little bit different. Um, I mean, it's obviously much bigger than the Rochester branch. Um, and we do have a wider selection of wines. Um, and we'll have a much bigger selection of cocktails here than we do down at Dead Pigeon. But the uh, the ethos is still the same. quality, 80 to 100 quality beers and high quality food. And everyone's asking about the burgers. Are they back on the menu? Burgers will be on the menu, 100%. I think they might be right if we don't. Good luck to the guys there. Meantime, 28 Kent pubs have been added to the Good Beer Guide for 2023. The latest edition has just been published and features a total of 146 pubs across the county. You can see the full list by heading to the website. Kent Online reports. The people who run the ambulance service in Kent are urging us to enjoy the World Cup sensibly and only call 999 in an emergency. There's normally an increase in demand for the emergency service after big games during football tournaments. 
During Euro 2020 last year, CCAM received 50% more 999 calls in the hour after England's semi-final win than in the previous hour. The World Cup in Qatar gets underway at the weekend. An archaeological dig at a building site in Deal has revealed the land was once home to a Roman settlement. The remains of structures and pottery dating back as far as the first century has been found at the Wingfield Place development off Freeman's Way. The artefacts have been removed for safekeeping and construction work has now started. Now, if all the rain clears away, you might get to see some shooting stars over Kent tonight. A meteor shower caused by debris and small rocks falling from a comet is due to peak. If we're lucky, we could get up to 15 shooting stars every hour into the early hours of tomorrow morning. And finally, there's been a surprise visit to our radio station KMFM as a popular 90s TV show makes a comeback. Challenge Annika is returning to our screens and Annika Rice is currently renovating at Foal Farm Animal Rescue Centre in the county and has been telling Gary and Chelsea on KMFM Breakfast all about it. Here we are. We're in Kent doing yes. one of our challenges. OK. Challenge oh, coming back. Challenge Annika's back. It's back and you're witnessing the fact that it is back and it's sort of happening in front of your eyes. It really is. We're doing such a lovely project in Kent. OK. Because you're Kent-wise. Yeah. We thought we'd reach out to lots of people listening, hopefully. Yeah. It's the most lovely project. It's for a rescue centre. Oh, okay. Foal Farm. Foal oh Farm. No, it's stop. so lovely. They rescue horses and goats and ducks and chickens, and you know, it's oh. very touching. But yeah. they've got a big dog centre as well. Right. And oh, we amazing. are completely refurbishing it with new kennels and goodness knows what, with play areas and grooming oh, parlours and wow. everything. It's a huge, huge undertaking. Right. And we wanted to um, appeal to your listeners to see if anyone's listening and they might like to get involved. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, so well, sure. They definitely There's a couple will. of different ways. Okay, yeah, tell us. We'd also love people to really think about whether dog adoption might be right for them because... Honestly, I didn't know really anything about it and I've been so moved at what, you know, we've seen over yeah. the last... Well, we only started yesterday. It feels like we've been here for a year. <laughs> <laughs> Time flies! It's in so a, intense. In a good just, way, though. In a good way, yeah. because there's just so much we do. There's just uh, We've met so many different dogs. It started off with Lightning and Bubba, who are these two dogs. <laughs> That's so cute. And they, they have to be housed together because they've always lived together with an old lady who sadly died. Oh. And Oh, so they come as a pair. They come as a pair, Chelsea. Oh. Don't honestly. My heart couldn't cope. I know it's then, too much. And then there's other there's other dogs there that you know you know seen cruelty in their lives. Mm. But what what is the most touching thing is the way. Um, which I had no idea. The adoption process is like adopting a human. Almost. Yeah, you know, it's really strict. Weeks yeah. and weeks and weeks and weeks. They're fostered to start with, or the the potential owner might just be allowed one little walk, yeah. just to see how they get on, and then it develops into a relationship, and then they stay in touch with Foal Farm right through the, the the rest of their time that the dog is alive, and there's such support and care. So if anyone is thinking of adopting. Oh my goodness, this is a, a good place to go okay. do it through because the utter care and love has floored me, Gary. Yeah, I can oh, see it. I can see it in your did, eyes. I, I can feel I like the heart know. that's in there. I did not know. I would be so overwhelmed yeah, by this. Yeah, I can see I, it. I, we met, um, you know, Judy yesterday, who's um, about to take on Swift, who's a, a greyhound, and it was just utterly 
touching to see that you know the excitement that she was yeah. soon going to be allowed to take this dog home okay so, so how can our listeners so help what we wanted to do the project hopefully will get it done by saturday and we wanted to um, reach out to people if they have also adopted a dog through full farm at any time there must be loads of because you know this is a problem we're talking about if not yeah. thousands of dogs that are needing care yeah because the intake rises in these centres has risen so dramatically, especially since lockdown. Yeah, of course. Um, if if you're listening and you've got one of those rescue dogs, we'd love you to come along on Saturday because I want to take a huge team oh, photo. Oh, yes. Oh, this is great. Photo oh. With lots of waggy dogs and their owners. That's going to be Because absolutely... it's their 60th anniversary. So can I give you an email address? Right, OK, everyone, look. So if okay. you... Got a dog. Uh, we need you for the, the the picture for Challenge Annika. This is going to be the big hurrah. We've done it type done thing. It. It's going to be gonna, amazing. It's going to be a dog show. We're going to have the waggiest dog, the dog that looks most like its owners. There's going to be stalls. <laughs> so there's so competitions. If, but we don't don't just turn up because you know that it, it's a it's a sensitive area because yeah. we're dealing with rescue dogs. Yeah, but it's got to be. But if you've got a rescue dog okay. and you'd like to be part of this. Glorious celebration. I'm saying this, it's a building site. Yeah, yeah, but this is the but challenge. It will be yeah, glorious it won't when be. it is done. It's Annika <laughs> Challenge instead of Challenge Annika. Just okay. to, just, just just to just confuse us. Just to confuse you. Yeah, give us some Annika Challenge at gmail.com. Yeah. And while I'm talking to you, can I just say if there's anyone out there who's a chippy, we need some more chippies. Oh, carpenters. yeah. Yeah. And um, we also, Fab. if there's an electrician out there, I would love to have the sort of chat I want to have with an electrician this morning. Yeah. I want to discuss white plastic. Plastic stuffing glands. Oh, don't we all? Oh, don't we, all? we did, we did a phone in on that topic. yesterday. Did, oh, yeah, Gary, it's a day too late. Day. Never mind. But seriously, electricians, yep. please get in touch on that email. Okay. Because we'll, I, you know, as I say, stuffing glands is the thing we want to discuss with Always. you this morning. Chippies, we need paint, yeah. you know, just general kit. And also, we're trying to kit out the dog kennels with, with lovely sort of um, toys and. Um, beds and you know so general the dog supplies as you heard there she's hoping local people and businesses will come out and help we'll probably be able to see it on our tellies next year but that's all from us for today thanks ever so much for listening don't forget you can follow us on facebook twitter instagram and tiktok plus you can sign up to the briefing to get a daily update of the top stories direct to your email each morning to do that you need to head to kentonline.co.uk news you can trust This is the Kent Online Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group, with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall.